again i'm sorry so i said i hope it's going good i know i I hope it's going good another episode of tinseltown tea um it is i judith and of course Corey, your host of this lovely podcast um if it's your first time joining us hello welcome thank you for coming with us and if you've been rocking with us thank you for rocking with us and love and joy prosperity all the things you will need for 2021 child um already off to a ghetto start truly it's 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 really ratchet a ratchet start um but we're not gonna let that stop us we didn't let 2020 stop us so we're not gonna let 2021 stop us okay yeah, um, bad, so. uh, okay you know um so yeah if if this is your first time joining us on this podcast this is a podcast where you get to rock with us two aspiring and i'm a i'm a since we're speaking it to existence we're manifesting two screenwriters um who are working their way into the writer's room getting our stuff together so that we can continue to create and get our stuff out there and we decided to put this podcast together so that we can share the resources that we learn so that we can encourage other uh you know creatives of color uh specifically focus on black creatives but we support them all <clears throat> and to really try and share our journey so that we can really um help one another to get to where we want and which is getting our stuff made um so this is for everyone everyone in their writing journey whether you are a beginner or you are a pro and you need to brush up on some things this is the podcast for you real quick uh gonna head through the segments so first we do a would you rather then we do a know better do better which is basically where we share some a tidbit knowledge um of what we've learned through the week and just want to share that with you um then we go into the news mostly focus on black and brown creatives and we use um shadow and act which is a uh publication that focuses on black and brown um creatives in the industry and then we do our main segment where we switch it up every week sometimes we talk about movies that we review sometimes we have interviews sometimes we do script reads and sometimes we just share resources that we thought what are helpful for script writing or writing in general honestly um and then after that our last segment is niggas you should know where we just give a shout out to black and brown creatives doing the damn thing whether they're up and coming whether they've been in the industry for a while whether you are a director writer costume designer whatever it is we want to um yeah give you your flowers and show you that we see you we love you and we love supporting you so that is the rundown for tinseltown tea let's get into it with the would you rather now um just to kind of put a little bit of a time stamp of when we're recording this um we just came off mlk weekend so um i wanted to uh kind of have a theme for the would you rather with the mlk weekend and also by the time you hear this hallelujah we're gonna have a new president um just randomly fuck trump never want to see him again wish him nothing but the worst and i hope you know he is ends up underneath the jail by hopefully by the time this airs but you know i mean i hope hope he lets them uh inaugurate biden because i mean (laughs) trying to stay he's gonna hide in the house somewhere okay (laughs) like no i'm not leaving (laughs) shoot keep playing okay 
You will, we will drag you out kicking and screaming, sir. So back to the would you rather. Okay, so Corey, would you rather march with Martin or bear arms with Malcolm? And in, in context, you know, we talk about Martin and Malcolm. We kind of pin them against each other, especially during the civil rights movement. But, you know, if you know your history, you know that they both played an important part in the different viewpoints and perspectives that they had. So with that said, which one would you rather? Um, so we all know that I love both. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know, yes, now you know I love both. Yeah. But I've always been a Malcolm girl. I mean, mm. it's just always. It doesn't mean that I don't love Martin and I yes. don't appreciate what he's done because he did a lot. So yes, I'm with y'all. Because some yes. people try to discredit him um, just because he was, you know, a little more conservative with the way he did things. But right. he had his, his radical days too. Yes, he did. But um, yeah, I've always been a Malcolm girl. Yeah. I, always connected with Malcolm, his teachings, thought he was um, super amazing, and he was supposed to be my husband, but um, yeah, <laughs> just throwing that in there, but um, yeah, so I am going to be with Malcolm, nice, to be bearing arms, because bitch bears the fucking arms, okay? Period, oh, well. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> Honestly. What about you? Yeah, no, I'd have to agree, but I think it's just more about the, I don't want to say the anger, but like, mm-hmm. I, no, I will say the righteous anger that was expressed through Malcolm's point of views. I really connect with that. And yeah, every right. To- every right. And, you know, the, no, the fuck? Come on. And also, like, you know, both of, I think, well, Malcolm had more of a, a transition before he could fully, you know, transition into where he wanted to be, which was away from the nation of Islam. But I just, I just, it resonates, especially even after, you know, after we get into our script read, like just the very fact, just going back during that time, I mean, Black people have always suffered a lot in this country, given the systematic oppression and racism, of course, in this nation. And I don't know how, like, not every Black person does not have a, a, a gun. Like, even me now, I'm like, yo, why right? don't I... Same. I'm like, get one. <laughs> get, get two, bitch. Get two. I mean, not to say, like, we all have to be comfortable, and I don't even, I don't feel comfortable right now owning a gun. But... With the way things going, and I can't even imagine back then with the clear terrorization of the Black community beyond just the equal rights, but just uh, just the lynchings, the car bo- random like terrorization. I would have had a goddamn bazooka just on my sh- like just on my person, just like well here yeah. we go, you know. I, I mean, it's yeah. just it was crazy and i admire you know mlk's approach with nonviolent movements and that really you know it really resonated it works um but i don't know if during that time that would have resonated with me i think i would have been fist up one hand and a gun up in the other because <laughs> it was it was wild. i would have had them you know them things they be showing that they have in war those little things where it shoots a fucking like little missile <laughs> oh my god 
Bitch, I wouldn't have that. If you probably <laughs> my family, bitch, the missile is pumping both. Fuck with me, okay? I don't play them games. <laughs> you got the right one on today. <laughs> you truly do. I've been next to Malcolm with a missile. Okay. <laughs> Malcolm with a missile. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that should be a show. That should be a show. Talking about who won't it? <laughs> Only with your shoulder. My God. <laughs> but yeah, I totally agree with you, honestly and fully. <laughs> yeah, and we say that, like I said, we are not disrespecting Martin. No, we no, no, no. Love him and Absolutely. What he's done. He did the but right everyone thing. Everyone has a different approach to the way yeah. they approach things. Yeah. And my approach is not um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why do I have to be nice? And y'all were never nice to me. Well, yeah, never nice to me. Never nice to my people. Never nice to my ancestors. Yes. So fuck you. So yes, honestly, and you know what? Shout out to the Freedom Rider. Shout out to everyone who participated in the nonviolent, even the violent. Well, if you participated in pushing the movement forward for equality, exactly. Flowers to you. However, you did it. <laughs> like, period. Point blank. Um, yeah, and that's just ourselves. Like. <laughs> have to do it so really? and that still stands today like you said, we, have, we have to still protect ourselves to this day because it's yeah. still disgusting out here but um yeah just want to make make it clear we respect both tremendously absolutely absolutely but if i was um, back then child yeah. <laughs> yeah. even today i'm like don't <laughs> do <it>. okay <laughs> Woo. all right um but i was raised in the racist ass south so that girl I don't give a fuck. I was okay. in the racist ass north. It's just, it's just it just looked different, right? They look more passive with it. Still <sighs> all the same. Okay. Um. Okay. So going into our know better, do better. Before we do that, I want to shout out. So if you guys don't know, we are on a network. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know, we don't just do this. Just do this. We are actually on a podcast network, and the network is called Period. Okay. Period. Period. Ho. Okay. Um, it's not called period. Ho. <laughs> it's just called period. Yeah. <laughs> say period without saying ho. Shit. <laughs> um. But yeah. So we are on the period network. Hey. And it is a network of all women-led podcasts. Okay. So it is ran by um a beautiful woman, and it is. Uh, all the shows are hosted by beautiful, amazing, smart, intelligent, funny, um, crafty, witty women. So, uh, Ernie, my dog. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is the network that we are on. So, we mm-hmm. want to shout out one of the other amazing shows on the network called Comadres y Comics. Yes. Um, yeah, shout out to them. You can follow them. Let me get their Instagram ready so you can follow Absolutely. them right now. Take out your phone. Right Please. Now. Um, so yeah, it's Comadres, C-O-M-A-D-R-E-S-E, as in the Spanish version of and, mm-hmm. is it the version? It's how you say and in Spanish, bitch. Yes. And comics. So we're also going to give that in the link, the description, so you can follow them. Please follow them and support um, the shows on our network. Mm-hmm. So they are three badass Latina hosts, and they highlight the female and Latinx experience. Yes. Um, but what they do is they also review, so they pretty much review comics. So mm-hmm. like comics, comic books, um, and then they also drink a beer every episode. So Come on. I think that's super awesome. I mm-hmm. love 
both. Um, I mean, I'm not a big beer girl, but beer is liquor and I love liquor, so whatever. Um, so yeah, go ahead and check them out. 100%. Support, support Comadres eComics. Yes. I will be putting their Instagram in description. Yes. Um, but right now, as you are listening, go on Instagram and follow them. If you fuck with us, you need to fuck with them. And you need to fuck with the network because we have amazing shows on yes. period. Network. <laughs> the period. Network. Network. Okay. <laughs> so just a little plug there. But now getting into our nobody do better. Hey. So this one is a little more spiritual one because y'all know I'll be on my little spiritual tip. Um, and this is more so also a life one too. Do not live with lack or limitations. Mm, welcome so on. I am big on obviously law of attraction, manifestation. You can have whatever you want in this world, friends. I know as black folks in this country, we are sometimes we're just raised to uh, be okay with having less and mm. not, not thinking that we can achieve certain things or have certain things, but beach. Okay. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Period. Guess what? It's already yours. Mm. Okay. Mm. Everything you want is already yours. Everything you desire is already yours. Any dreams that you have, it's already yours, bitch. Mm-hmm. So do not be living in a space of lack or limitations. Amen. Okay? And especially in this industry, it's it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But if you have the mindset of whatever you want to do is already yours, yeah, an itch. Yeah, do it. Um, yeah. You should never be living like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, or this isn't going to happen. Blase, 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 no ma'am and no sir. We should never be thinking like that, okay? So um, we should never be focusing on what we don't have either. So if you're focusing on like, okay, so let's say your your dream is you want to um, write five scripts mm-hmm. this year. I don't need you to be thinking about the lack of scripts that you have not written, okay? We need to be thinking about the scripts that are going to be written, not thinking about the fact that the scripts aren't written. Yep. Okay. You don't need to be focusing on the lack of anything or the limitations. All we need to be focusing on is the fact it's going to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Especially in this business. So that is how I have gotten through, just get through life. I mean, just focusing on the fact that it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not focused on what I don't want to happen. I'm focused on what I do want to happen. So yeah. when you get, you know, you have the little obstacles and the bumps in your career because it's going to happen. Um, let's not think about what we don't want. Let's think about what we do want and what's going to happen for us. Because everything that y'all want is within your grasp. And it's already yeah. your sis or sir. Yeah. Shit. So, and that's how I feel. Anything, if you are listening, anything that you want to do in this industry, you're going to do it. It's already yours. So, that is how I feel, and I just want to let y'all know to keep pushing and keep manifesting and mm-hmm. keep keeping on and being positive because that is the name of the game. Amen. I mean, that's just a whole word. Um, the only thing I have to add is yes and amen. And also, <laughs> uh, you know, I say an amen. And also, you know, a lot of us, a lot of a reason why a lot of us go back into uh, lack, that sort of mentality of lack and we can't do is that there's a lot of unaddressed trauma that we have to really delve deep into. And I know I've, I've been doing this. I raised my hand. I'm, I'm right in that therapy session. I am putting the crystals to my forehead. I am lighting the safe, whatever you need to do. 
<laughs> get your mind because it, it really you're you're right it starts in your mind it really does start in your mind and if you're already coming from sort of a place of lack as as opposed to a, a mentality of abundance like Corey's talking about yes. it will affect you and then when the obstacles do come it's easy to just give up it's easy to make an excuse it's easy to like really not go into that but once you work on those traumas and listen you know i've been through some stuff where it's like never mind this ain't gonna happen like i don't have time like we've been through some real hardship you know where people are looking at eviction notices we talking you know what i mean people you know we burying people you know like these are some real stuff in order to get through you have to try and tap into that and heal that stuff so that you can really you know tap into it so yeah what Corey said Ashe and I'm in. That was a word. Write it down. Manifest it. Whatever you need to do. And I can't wait to see whatever you fitting to create, sir, ma'am, or whatever, when it comes out. Yes, I cannot wait. And I am eagerly watching and anticipating for all the things that you guys are putting out there in the universe right now. I, I am so excited. That's all I can say. Moving right along with that same energy, we're going to get into the news. And real quick, I'm just going to make a quick note. Okay, so um, we actually have some really good um, news this week. So just a reminder, we are getting all of our information from Shadow and Act. Again, trade publication that focuses on black and brown people in the industry, what we're creating, what we're doing, what to look out for, all that beautiful stuff. Shout out to Shadow and Act. Follow them, read them. So awesome. So the first piece of news is, I'm just going to read the headline for you guys. Uh, Tessa Thompson Inc.'s first look deal at HBO and HBO Max will produce Who Fears Death and the Secret Lives of Church Ladies. Okay? okay. So, um, yeah, if you don't know, Tessa Thompson research she's everything she's an actress she's doing her thing you might see her in westworld she is she was in selma she was in all the movies i mean all of them um and she's doing big things so now she's um Hollywood's newest producer, complete with a brand new deal. Um, according to Deadline, Thompson has created her own production company, Viva Mod, and Viva oh, Mod. Yeah. And with Viva Mod, Thompson has also agreed to a two-year first look deal with HBO and HBO Max. Um, and it includes being executive producer of TV. TV adaptation, <laughs> let me get it together, y'all. TV adaptations, look at words, uh, of Nettie Akorfor's North African set post-apocalyptic book, Who Fears Death, and uh, Disha's uh, Filiar short story collection, The Secret Life of Church Ladies. Um, I've read some of Nettie Akorfor's stuff. She's really great with YA, and um, I don't want to say Afrofuturism, but um, she... She has another word for it that um, is not similar to Afrofuturism, but they basically looks at different worlds um, in Africa, in the future, like, you know, really futuristic sci-fi type of, you know, realm and world. So in a statement, Thompson said that she's beyond thrilled to launch her production company and to be signed uh, and signed with HBO and HBO Max. Um, and she's calling her production company a real passion project and labor of love. Um, 
she goes on to say that um, I'm elated to begin this partnership and to bring entertaining and impactful television projects to my friends and collaborators at HBO and HBO Max. Together, we are committed to developing interesting and inclusive stories that in a, with innovative creators and to discover new voices and visionaries. So I think that's dope. Um, I'm looking forward to Nettie Okorfor's um, work. And, you know, she's an author with a lot of IP that you know, has been circulating for a while. I cannot wait to see the worlds that she comes to uh, come to life. So uh, congrats, Tessa Thompson, on that. Looking forward to that. Um, and with everyone consuming all the content, there is more than enough room uh, for your content, sis, and we will be here to consume it. All, period. Okay. So next on the list is news about Black Panther 2. So according to this headline, uh, Black Panther 2 will feature Wakanda's mythology and focus on respecting teachings from Chadwick Boseman. So um, I don't going to get into it. That was a very weird headline. I'm just going to say that. Um, so basically, Black Panther 2 will pay its last respects to Chadwick Boseman. Um, I believe... Um, reported on deadline um they spoke to marvel studios kevin feig about what fans can expect from the upcoming film and so feig said that the film will focus more on the world of wakanda and while being respectful to the memory of bozeman who uh recently as you guys know last year passed away from colon cancer so according to feig uh, so much of the comics and the first movie is in the world of wakanda wakanda is a place to further explore with characters and different subcultures this was always and and, uh, intentionally the primary focus for the next story. We're not going to have a CG uh, Chadwick, amen, and we're not recasting to China. All right. Um, the last statement reiterates prior statements Marvel and Feig ha have given about not replacing Bozeman in the film series. And I know a lot of fans, I mean, you know, when he passed, we all were like, well, wait a minute, hold on now. Like, yeah, and it was very soon, too soon, um, to be worried about <laughs> the character and the movie as opposed to, you know, the man who passed away and whose career uh, has left a legacy, even so young, um, left an amazing legacy for us to watch. Um, so uh, Feek said that Ryan Coogler, who wrote and directed the first film, is currently rewriting the script. Yay, congrats to that. With all the respect and love and genius that he has, which gives us great solace. So that was a quote from Feek. Um, so Feek goes on to add that um, the plan for Black Panther, for the Black Panther, for the Black Panther franchise, here we go, was always about, quote, furthering the mythology and inspiration of Wakanda, end quote. But now there's also the task of honoring and respecting the ongoing learnings and teachings from Chadwick as well. So, and expect uh, this to be released July 8th, 2022. So there's still um, some ways to go. And but um, I'm comfortable, especially with Ryan Coogler. He did an amazing, amazing job on the first one. And I think he will, you know, hit it out of the park for the second one. And of course, he worked closely with Chadwick. So I feel like he'll do I trust him to do an amazing job to respect his memory, not only as the actor, but also as the character, since he wrote it and kind of had that perspective of um, T'Challa taking up this new nation and looking at it almost as a political um, story and not just a superhero story. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that they're still pushing forward with Black Panther 2. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, Chadwick will be respected and honored through the film. And, you know, it won't be a recasting and there won't be a CGI. Like, I'm glad they're they're making those decisions because it could go wrong real quick. Um, Get very ill. <laughs> my God. Um, so yes, next um we have news from Yvonne Orji. She's developing an autobiographical autobiography autobiographical, God help me, comedy series <laughs> um at Disney Plus with Oprah Winfrey and David Oyelowo producing. So um, congrats to her. So if you're not sure, Yvonne Orji is an actress and comedian who is a star in Insecure. She plays Molly and she's bringing her life um, to the story um, at Disney Plus. So um, she's developing uh, a story based on her life, a comedy series. It's entitled First Gen with David Oyelowo and Oprah Winfrey. Um, The series is inspired by um, Orji's experiences as a Nigerian um, immigrant trying to uh, balance fitting in American culture while also appeasing her parents and heritage. Um, And Yvonne uh, Orji will be executive producing. So, um, and I don't know if you guys have heard, but other news, you know, this came out as the news of Issa Rae announcing the fifth and final season of Insecure. Lord, I was like, why, Lord? Why? But I mean, it's always good to end. But that show is just so good. It did so much for the culture. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so this comes right after Issa Rae announced that, you know, we're done with Insecure. And you know what? Molly was smart. Molly. Yvonne Orji plays Molly. See how much I'm in the show? I just refer to her as the character. She is a whole human being outside of that. Um, making big moves with her own um, comedy series being developed at Disney+. Plus. So that's amazing. Um, exciting. And um, yeah, I will be consuming that as well. Um, <laughs> and I think it'll be um, really funny to see the sort of the juxtaposition between, you know, trying to fit into American culture, but then you got usually them strict Nigerian parents who are like not letting you live for nothing. So, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing that. And definitely congrats to Yvonne um, for uh, that development. All right, moving on, a little news uh, from Megan Good and her sister. So, Death Saved My Life trailer. Um, sisters Megan and Lamaya Good star in a new film. So, um, this is going to be Lifetime's upcoming Ripped from the Headlines film. I don't know what that means, but that's what they said in the article. Um, the title of the film is Death Saved My Life. Um, it stars uh, Lamaya Good and uh, Chike Okonkwo. Uh, Death Saved My Life follows a woman who appears to live a charmed life, but unbeknownst to others, she suffers from an abusive marriage. So um, already that log line sounds like a lifetime movie. Um, you know, according to the description on the surface, uh, it seems Jade, who's going to be played by Megan Good, has it all. A successful marketing career, a husband admired and respected in the community, and a younger daughter they both dote on. But behind the closed doors, her life is far from idyllic. Um, her husband, Ed, played by Chike Okonkwo, is a controlling man who is physically and psychologically abusive. Um, when Jade decides to leave Ed, he tells her if I can't have you, nobody will. Oh, shit. Threat which becomes very real when she discovers he has hired someone to kill her. My God. 
in the description knowing no one will believe her jade realizes the only way to escape ed is to make him believe that the hitman completed the job and that she is dead uh lamaya good plays jade's sister leah um so yeah that's the description i do not think that's the only way she can escape but this is why the why no one believe her <laughs> why would no one i would believe if I you tell me that someone is trying to kill you i'm believing you yes <laughs> but I mean, you got to be realistic to society. You know, they don't be believing women out here. I know, but I feel like none of your peoples believe you. Well, her sister believes her. So her sister is the one that's going to come and help um, save the day with what, what they seem to have in, in, the, um, in the description. But yeah, this sounds like some uh, lifetime stuff. Um, Death Saved My Life is written by Barbara uh, Kim Licka and executive produced by Megan Good, Jolie Isonga Jarrett, and Seth Jarrett. Um, the Jarretts are producing uh, through their production company, Jarrett Creative, and Seth Jarrett is directing. So, all right, nice to see you, Megan Good, on this Lifetime. Get your Lifetime coin, honestly. I love when they play together. Woo! I remember there was a time when I was watching Lifetime for real. It definitely brought up a lot of anxiety, but it was always some kidnapped somebody trying to escape from somewhere. Um, right. It's always some ugh, escape artist shit. <laughs> so intense. I don't think I, I don't ever think I've seen like a happy movie from Lifetime, but. And I'm always like, is this the only way that you can get out of the situation? I feel like there's a simpler way. <laughs> Woo, girl. Well, well, they said this was ripped from the headline, so okay. it's, it's a true story. That's usually what ripped headlines means, which we, they, like, saw an article or something, like, and they made a movie into it. So this, wow. it's a true story. It has to be. Yeah. And unfortunately, stories like this are all too common. So we, you know, again, the world being ghetto. Um, yeah. And awful. So next in the news, um, but, yeah, before I move on from that, Support Megan Good. I look forward to it coming out. Lifetime be having some really good, high production quality mess. And I'm here for it. I'm watching that shit. Yep. Period. So next in the news, um, T.S. Madison nabs her own show, The T.S. Madison Experience on WeTV. So T.S. Madison is an online personality, um, and she will host her own TV show on uh, WeTV in March. I used to watch, uh, I think it was called like, I forget, but it was some court show and T.S. would basically drag people. Um, and she was hilarious. Um, it was okay. on YouTube. I loved it. Um, so the series, the T.S. Madison Experience, will be history-making, one of the first series starring a Black trans woman. That's right, T.S. Madison is a Black trans woman. Um, FX's Pose is among the list of series featuring trans Black women headlining a series. But there's also a daytime talk show, Point of View, on Afro TV, co-created by Black trans personality and performer Giselle Barbie Royale, who was crowned Miss International in 2019. Okay, sis. Um, but Madison's show, however, may also be a reality series since the series promo features Madison talking about her big dreams in Hollywood. So, um, yeah, if you follow her, it's going to be produced by World of Wonder. And this is the production company behind the series. Um, they do uh, uh, the world tours for all of um, RuPaul's um, drag race tours. 
um, where um, all the shows, like all the drag queens who won or who just became famous, they do amazing shows. They did one where they highlighted um, RuPaul's whole um, uh, show in Las Vegas. So they got a residency there. They put on all the great shows, child. So yeah, uh, World of Wonder is also best known. Yes, it produces the entire RuPaul Drag Race franchise, actually. So um, I think that's well done. They do a great job. Congratulations to T.S. Madison. She's been in the game for a long time, and I think this is a long time, long time co- coming. Um, so yeah, congrats. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be hilarious. Um, all right, and last but not least in the news, um, this is about the um, animated film Soul, and um, they're simply highlighting the New York music teacher who served the real life inspiration to the character Joe Garner in the in the in the film. So, according to ABC News, um, uh, Dr. Peter Archer is the real life inspiration for Joe Garner, the main character voiced by Jamie Fox in Disney Pixar Soul, which came out around the holiday time. I remember watching it. Um, it was good. So Archer taught at Nathaniel Hawthorne Middle School in Bayside, New York for 34 years before retiring and was invited to the Pixar campus in California to assist in developing um, the character uh, Gardner's uh, classroom and love for jazz. So um, yeah, he actually came in and they wanted to make sure that they were authentic to the main character. So they made sure they got Dr. Peter Archer in there and made sure that they crafted uh, Joe Garner in his image and really tried to really hone in on his inspiration for teaching and jazz, which I think is smart and well done. Um, And he shared that, you know, it was such a joy teaching for all those years. And for this to have happened was like a perfect coda, he said. So uh, Soul is currently streaming on Disney Plus right now. I'm glad that they highlighted um, the inspiration behind the character. Um, it's doing very well. And I'm glad that they actually did the research and it's important to do the research behind the characters so that they are fully formed. So great job with that Pixar. And yeah, shout out to Dr. Peter Archer, who is uh, the inspiration behind Joe Garner in Disney Pixar's soul. So yeah, that is the news um, for this episode this week. Great. Thank you so much. Those are some great stories. I'm excited about all those things yes. that we talked about. Definitely going to watch that Lifetime movie. Yes. And watch Soul on um, Disney Plus? Yeah, yeah. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So moving into our main segment, um, I think like Judith mentioned earlier, so when we're recording this, uh, Martin Luther King Day or whatever just passed. So we decided to do a script read of Selma, which um, most of you guys should know. If you don't know, let me uh, school you real quick. Come on. 2014 historical drama film was directed by Miss Ava DuVernay. Okay. And I believe it was written by her and Paul Webb. Yeah. It's based on the 1965 Selma to Montgomery. Who would a march? The voting rights marches that were initiated and directed by James Bevel and led by Dr. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., mm-hmm. Hosea Williams, and John Lewis, who we just recently lost last year. Yes. Um, it stars David Oye Lowo. Yep. As, yep. as MLK. 
Jr. Tom Wilkinson as President Lyndon B. Johnson, who gives a fuck about him. Um, Tim Roth as George Wallace. Mm-hmm. Um, Carmen Ejogo. Mm. Like her, but can never pronounce her name. <laughs> Red Scott King and Common as Bevel. And also stars a whole bunch of other people. I'm just going to run through mm-hmm. some people that excite me. Um, Andre Holland as Andrew Young. I love me some Andre Holland. He was mm-hmm. in Moonlight. He was in all types of shit. Um, Tessa Thompson as Diane Nash. Lorraine Toussaint, okay? As mm-hmm. Amelia Boynt in Robinson. Stefan James as Talented as well. The talented and finest. Mm-hmm. Um, Del Pierce, who we talked about on a couple episodes ago, as Jose Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, I already talked about Common Lakeith was in it as well. Lakeith Stanfield as Jimmy Lee Jackson. Cuba mm-hmm. Gooding Jr. Ill was in it as Fred Gray. Um, Oprah was in it as mm-hmm. Annie Cooper. Niecy Nash was in it as Richie Jean Jackson. Lettucey played Mahalia Jackson. Trey Byers from Empire played James Foreman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of peeps in here. Yes. Um, so great cast, mm-hmm. but very important uh, movie. Yeah. Uh, highlighting the march, the marches. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just wanted to do a script root of this, obviously to honor um MLK because he should be honored and we stand always. Mm-hmm. So um the first scene we're gonna do, I believe, is the scene where Malcolm X mm-hmm. um came to visit Coretta. Yeah. A very interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that's why we're highlighting it. Yep, yep, yep. So, okay, you ready to get into it? Let's get into it. Um, yeah. And um, Corey will be playing Malcolm. I will be doing narration. I will also be playing Coretta. And Corey will be playing um, Martin Luther King Jr. So there we are. Hmm? All right. <laughs> I feel you, girl. All right interior brown chapel meeting room later that night a cluster of sclc leaders bevel nash williams orange watched the spectacle before them wide-eyed coretta scott king speaking intensely with malcolm x in a corner i mean no disrespect i come with great respect for your husband mrs king you've said disrespectful things in the past minister so you'll understand why there is so much alarm here tonight. I do. I understand that. Your husband and I, we do not see exactly eye to eye on how to achieve progress for a Black man. And yes, I've been piercing in my critiques of nonviolence. But because we don't agree does not mean that I'm the enemy. What do you intend to say to these people then, sir? A lot of work has been done here. I don't intend to see it undone tonight. Mrs. King, I have recently traveled to Mecca, the Holy Land, and I've learned more than I have ever previously knew. During the Hajj, several million people of different nationalities worship in unison. Let's just say my eyes see in a new way. Mm -hmm. But your local sheriff here, he doesn't know that. So allow me to be the alternative to your husband, the alternative that scares them so much they turned Dr. King in refuge. Hmm. Let my being here represent the factions that will come if they don't give the good reverend what he's asking for and soon. 
if what you're saying is true, I'm not opposed to you speaking here tonight. Am I to take this as truth? Are you sincere, minister? I have no army behind me anymore. I have myself and the truth. That's all I stand on today, and I hope it is enough for you, sister. Off Coretta, convinced. Interior Selma Jail, cell day. Separated by bars, Coretta stands outside of King's cell. She's face-to-face with her husband as a white jailer occasionally looks on from several feet away. He spoke well about, excuse me, he spoke well, but with less um, fire, I guess, in, in the words. It seemed to be just as he said. His intention wasn't to... What did he say again? Exactly this time, if you can recall, please. This is important. He's trying to hide his irritation, but she knows him. He talked about positioning the United Nations of human rights violations if we didn't get what we are asking for. He talked about the field Negro and the house Negro, and... I wonder which one I am in this scenario. Not hard to figure out. It wasn't like that this time. Do you know what he said about us in the past, Coretta? He's called us ignorant Negro preachers. He's called me a modern day Uncle Tom. Said on national television that the white man pays me to keep Negroes defenseless. The white man pays me. How could you allow it? It wasn't like that, Martin. I'm telling you, he spoke with some some of the words he used before, but it wasn't aimed at you. It was... It had more to do with helping us. Helping us. Okay. Not that you need his help. I'm just telling you how it was. This movement, our movement, has been the one that's moved the needle. Our movement changes laws and day-to-day life for our people. We lay down our lives against those dogs, those bombers, and those billy clubs while people like him talk and shout about it. But what has he changed, actually changed? You don't sound like yourself. You you sound tired. And you sound enamored. She reacts, shocked. As soon as he said it, he regrets it. He reaches through the opening, pulling her to him by, by her waist. I didn't mean that. I just don't want this, all our momentum to be in jeopardy with the people, with the president, because of some violent rhetoric that ain't ever gonna happen. I'm disappointed that he was invited here. I'm upset that you were pulled into it. I, I'm, I'm tired, you're right. Exhaling, he leans his head against the bars. She looks at him with concern, pity even, then leans her head into, faces, faces close, bodies close. Rest then, rest tonight, Martin. A long resistant beat, then a reluctant nod and see mm. Mm. so i really loved how you can clearly hear first of all the different voices you know we know malcolm we know martin but we see we clearly see sort of which side they were coming from and we got martin right after he came from mecca and so he has this new perspective but of course people in the Movement are like, we don't know this new Malcolm, you know, you know, and publicly they were at odds. And, you know, again, they represented different sides of the same coin. But I just love that scene how 
I first of all, I didn't know that that happened. That Coretta allowed uh, Malcolm to speak at that particular um, church, and that you know there was a you know th- it was dramatized, of course. But he was like, you know, this is how they see me. If they see me as a radical here speaking like this, this will help push. This will help the movement together. You know what I mean? So I really, I really liked that scene a lot. Um, yeah, and in the movie, they definitely cut down on the dialogue. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I am glad they included that, but glad that it was not the way it was written here. It was very like, ooh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. So this is just a little uh, screenwriting tip. If you are reading it and you like stumbling through the dialogue a little bit, well. that usually means, yeah, me too. So that usually, if it like feels a little hard to read, that usually means that the dialogue there is something needs to be fixed. Yeah. So that's probably why they did all the cutting in the real the real version. Um, but still, very important scene, and these people they still know how to write. So okay. But um, yeah, glad that they include that scene because mm-hmm. I think it's super important. Yep. Um. Okay. So next scene, if you want to talk about this scene, Judith, with sure. John. Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a, uh, if you guys, we're going to include the link to the actual script in it. So if you want to, you know, read it yourself, it's always good to see um, what you're doing. But I'm going to page 94. But yeah, so this is where, of course, this is after Bloody Sunday. And if you guys aren't sure what was going on with Bloody Sunday, um, John Lewis at the time, who was a part of an organization, I think it was the CLCC, I believe. Forgive me, I will double check. But it was another uh, organization group outside of Martin Luther King's organization, uh, more with students who were trying to fight um, down in um, Selma. And so they were going to cross the Edmund Pettus Bridge so that they can go to Montgomery. And of course, they were met brutally with the National Guard and um, beaten up. It's a historic moment um, that in a historic picture, you can see John Lewis getting beat up. And of course, John Lewis, if you don't know, went on to be uh, a representative from Georgia, um, worked in Congress for a long, long time, recently passed away, but a long time civil rights leader and sort of like the moral heartbeat of the Congress for a long, long time. So this was after all of that happened and Martin Luther King da- Martin Luther King came down to and he drew a whole bunch of people from all c- across the United States um, to come join him this time. And when he did go to the Edmunds Pettus Bridge, he turned around um, and didn't cross because he was afraid that more people would get hurt. And in that fear, you know, there was an incident that happened that killed a, a local, well, no, a, a man from Boston who joined uh, the walk. And he was a clergyman, um, I believe, uh, a pastor from Boston. And so when he was killed, he met up with then John Lewis, who was beaten up, bruised, and all of that. And, you know, MLK felt really, really defeated and he couldn't sleep. And he was just honestly trying to figure out what to do. And in this moment that he had um, this dialogue with John Lewis, it helped him to put things in perspective and figure out what they did next. So I really liked it because, well, I will let y'all hear it first and then we'll talk about uh, why we liked it and why we chose it. So um, still scrolling, child. Woo, child. Um, <laughs> get into page 94. But while I get there, 
Um, let's see. Um, narrator this time will be Corey. Um, Corey will also be playing John Lewis. Um, I will be playing Dr. King. And yeah, that is it. So let me get this prepared and then we'll get into it. All right. I am there. Okay. So exteriors, Selma Street, early evening. John Lewis stands curbside on a residential street. He looks antsy, or is it nervous? Moments later, the familiar blue Pontiac rolls towards him. When the car stops to let him in, Lewis is surprised to find King driving alone. He climbs in. Evening. Evening, you're driving alone. A rare treat. Is that a good idea? Well, I rather enjoy it. But it's not very safe, you being alone just driving around. King nods at the rearview mirror. Off King, Lewis does too. Behind them, he sees a, a follow car driven by James Orange. Oh. They pass through the local housing project, a bleak, miserable set of stubby brick buildings. I wanted to speak privately. I know there are some troubles with your group. I apologize that our efforts have caused a rift between you all. That's a painful thing, I know, and I truly, I'm truly sorry it's happened. I, yes, it's painful. I've watched you and I, I wish I could say you remind me of myself. But when I was your age, I only wanted to marry this beauty I'd met called Coretta Scott and led my own church away from my daddy. Wasn't half as activist as you, John. Thank you, Dr. King. Comfortable silence as they drive along. LBJ is not moving, John. I thought he would, but our efforts are not working. I can't risk another march where people getting killed when it's not working. I won't do it. I want you to hear it from me. But the people were ready. They're ready. They asked for this. They asked you to do this with them. Even if we do get the court mandate tomorrow, what are we walking towards? We need voting, not marching. You know that. We need to move beyond these protests to some real political power. This cannot go on forever like this. I, I can't go on like this. King stops himself too much. He's confided too much. As the car rides along in the night, Lewis finds his voice. When, when I headed up SNCC's Freedom Ride and the bus reached the Montgomery city limits, the police escort disappeared. We saw the Greyhound station completely deserted and I thought, this is not good. We got off and out of nowhere, from all directions they came, men, women, kids too couple hundred white folk. They came out of alleys and side streets from all directions at once like they'd been let out of the gate somewhere. They had every makeshift weapon you could think of. Bats, bricks, boards, chains, tire irons, pots, rakes. Get them niggers was all I heard over the screaming. I remember a little kid clawing her nails into the side of the face of my friend Jesse while her daddy beat him with an accident. King is entranced by the story. Jesse was unconscious, but they kept beating on him. I passed out on the asphalt, I guess. Later on, they told me someone had swung a wooden Coke crate against my skull. 
Next day, I found myself packed up sitting in a church. Could barely hold my head up, but you were going to be speaking, and I needed to hear you. I needed to hear you. Outside the church, we could hear the white mob chanting, Nigger King, so I knew you were close. At this, the two men involuntarily chuckle, a laugh at the ridiculousness of it all, a laugh to keep from crying. You got up there. I was feeling down, and you got up there. Do you remember this at all? I don't think we remember it the same. What did I say, John? Lewis takes a moment to conjure the memory. You said that on television and in the papers, the congregation might look to some like just a mass. But you knew that every person sitting there had overcome something great to even be there. You praised them for their courage. You criticized the officials who created the hostile environment in which we're made to live. He continues to describe that night full of emotion. I can't have an emotion, child. I'm not an actor. And okay. you, I'm a try. And you told us that we would triumph, that we would triumph because there could be no other way. You said the people who oppose us will have to face the fact that we are determined to be free. And then you said, you said what I'm about to tell you now, and I hope you hear me. Fear not, we've come too far to turn back. King, deeply moved as they ride on in the night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't even think we need to explain all you I mean, wow. (laughs) Fear not, carry on. And thank God they did. Mm. We've come too far to turn back child and i hope that conversation went just like that too i hope so too for real but that was a really really good powerful moment i think in the movie for the turning point and how simple it was too it was just two men in a car going back and forth at a very interesting moment you know where king was ready to not sacrifice more lives for the movement he was like let's try to just find another way And even after being beaten and, you know, hurt and even, you know, Lewis, thank God they said at the SNCC group that he was in, even after all of that and they were dismembered and all of that, he still mustered up to say, let's keep going. You said fear not. (laughs) Let's let's push forward, you know, and so shout out to the fearlessness and the resilience, you know, And, and it all encompassed that, too. So. I really like that. Exactly. I think it's such, yeah, it was just such an important conversation. Um, Yeah, just powerful. I mean, imagine having someone who looks up to you over here, like speaking life into you and they look up to you. Come on. Um, It's a full circle moment for real. Because he was talking about how he was beaten up, but King came. Why am I calling him King now? MLK. I don't yeah. like calling him King. That's weird. So MLK weird. Um, spoke life into him and, and uh, lifted his spirits. And now he's doing the same. So full circle moment. So it was good. While it's a good moment, it's also good plot wise yep. and um, script wise. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's just good writing. Damn good writing. Damn good structure. Very good. Damn good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that is why we picked that. It's just great, great scenes, great history, and uh, 
yeah, just great overall. Yeah, show. really good. I couldn't help but be like, well, amen. Well, you said that. You <laughs> said that. I know that's right. I, have to throw <laughs> I know that's right. I know. I know that. Oh, shoot. <laughs> but shout out to yes. all everyone yeah. that has done what they had to do mm. to uh, help us Black folks out and free us. The fight is still not over. Truly not. Um, and child, who knows when it will be over, but um, let's all still continue to do our part because mm-hmm. it's getting ghetto by the day. Truly. And, um, it's it's getting real ghetto. So yeah. Let's all take a little breather and hopefully yeah. us reading the script has inspired you to continue the fight. Yeah. Because, you know, like I said, that's all we're about here is mm-hmm. uplifting ourselves, uplifting our people, and we will yeah. do that day in and day out. Yep. No matter what that looks like, just make sure you're doing something. Period. Because um, we don't have the luxury of sitting our asses and ignoring it anymore. So, mm-hmm. gotta preach a little word, y'all. We're quick, man. <laughs> okay. So, make sure you guys watch. I don't know if film is on anything. Yeah, I think it's, well, I was able to watch it on Amazon Prime. I did have to rent it. I did look for it on Netflix. It wasn't on there. So I saw it on Amazon Prime and rented, I think it was like $2.99, $3.99. It wasn't. Yeah, so if you've never seen it and pay a little, a little $2, $3, I know it's, it may be a lot, but just pay mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. um, to get your history right. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, we, we definitely should be honoring those who came before us and did the work. Yep. Okay, so, so that we could be here doing what we want to do. Yeah. Um, whew, amen. Whew, okay, moving into our last segment, yeah. we are going to do our next you should know segment. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'll go ahead and start with mine. I have Tessa Thompson. I feel like if you don't know, I don't know what you be doing with your live child. Mm-hmm. So hello. Um, but I'm still gonna talk about her anyway. So mm-hmm. she is an actress. Um, that we stand. So we just reviewed a movie last week on our episode called Sylvie's Love, which she starred in. Yes. She's impeccable in it. She's impeccable in everything I see her in. Mm-hmm. But um, just so y'all know what she's been in. So she was in for Color Girls, which I did not like that movie. I'm sorry. Not a fan. Didn't enjoy it. But it was a Tyler Perry movie. I don't know if that, because I like Tyler Perry's, so much Tyler Perry stuff. Yeah. But I did not enjoy it for Color Girls. But she was in that. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in the movie, Dear White People, and I think she did a little cameo on the show, but she was in the movie. Yep. That came out first before they turned mm-hmm. into the show. She was also in Selma, which I said earlier. Mm-hmm. She was in all the creeds. She's going to be in the next creed. I don't know what the next creed going to be about. I don't know what they creeding about now, but <laughs> she's going to be in that creed too. Um, I love that she plays a deaf singer in mm-hmm. Creed. I love that. Oh, okay. Um, so, and she was also in the Thor movies and the Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. I think it was the last Avengers, which they're going to try to find yeah. it get back. Yeah. You're right. The last Avengers, mm-hmm. um, because she was a part of the Thor movies as Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. a very iconic uh, figure in mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a girl with a little white horse in mythology. Mm-hmm. Know anything about that. So she's also in Sorry to Bother You. She was mm-hmm. also in Little Wood. She was also in Annihilation with Natalie Portman. She was in 
the resurgence of men in black, which I heard. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, but she played one of the two men in black people. Mm-hmm. With, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. So it was her instead of Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. It was her and Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. I heard it was terrible. I heard it. I heard it. Mm-hmm. But um, I still stand her. Sometimes, yeah. we, sometimes we just do bombs. It happens. You know, Everyone. Not everything's gonna be here. Yeah, everyone in the career has those moments. Yes. Um, and then most recently she has been in Sylvie's Love, which like I said, we reviewed um last episode. Mm-hmm. And she was also in Veronica Mars. I I didn't know that. But she I didn't know that either. Mars. And then in the the series Westworld, which y'all love on yes. HBO. So yeah, sis has a booming career. I mean, that I don't see list her career. Like, woo. I do not see it stopping. Truly not. Uh, anytime soon. Nope. So talked about she just had a production company that she started and she just has a first look deal mm-hmm. with HBO Inch. Like, so I literally don't see her career slowing down yeah. at on checks on checks. I mean, um, yeah, she's mm-hmm. so many iconic things. And mm-hmm. like I said, if you don't know her, you gonna, it, you gonna figure her out soon enough. You, you learn so, today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're still about to learn. So uh, I don't got to teach you nothing. You're going to learn. So that's to Tessa Thompson. Yes. Wait to see um, what else she's going to be in. I mean, she yeah. has a career ahead of her. So. Yes. So she, that's amazing. Um, moving on uh, to my nigga, you should know. Um, this actor, his name is Stefan James. Very fine. Um <laughs> He was in Selma. He actually played John Lewis in the film, but you've seen him in a lot of other things. Uh, this is the first time I knew this. He's a Canadian actor. Come on now. Um, but you may have known him. Um, he uh, won the Canadian Screen Award for Best Actor in his role as track and field sprinter Jesse Owens um, in the film Race, which came out in 2016. Um, most recently, uh, well, I think you've done probably more and more most recently, but in 2018, he starred in Barry Jenkins' uh, drama, um, If Bill Street Could Talk. Um, and this was based on, um, oh my gosh, who was that famous author? Yes, come on. Uh, James Baldwin's novel of the same. So he also played uh, Walter Cruz in Amazon series Homecoming, um, and he received a Golden Globe nomination for that. So he's been working um, early work. Shout out to you know, the real millennials out here. But um, he had a reoccurring role for two seasons in the teen drama Degrassi. I think we, I think. What seasons? And was it the one, so was this Degrassi with Drake or the newer Degrassi? I have no idea. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Let me double check. It's probably one with Drake because, I mean, he's around the same age. I mean, maybe Drake's probably a couple years older. So it's probably the Maybe, but yeah, um, yeah, maybe I don't know. I just I know there's a different timelines for Degrassi. That show has been on for so long. I'm, I think it's still on, honestly. Yeah. Um, so right. I'm just like, you know what, y'all all know each other. That's it. <laughs> if you've been on the Degrassi crew, y'all know each other. Well done. Um, period. Point blank. Um, it takes. I mean. <laughs> I know I can make it through. <laughs> yes, that, oof, what a, what a jam. Um, uh, his background, his parents are Jamaican and, um, yeah, <laughs> but, but, 
Um, shout out. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's out here killing the game. I mean, period, point blank. I mean, I don't know what else to say. He's doing the damn thing. I cannot wait to see more stuff from him. I'm sure there's more. Um, there's something called Delilah's Gone. It's a post-production right now. He was in 21 Bridges, I believe, with uh, the late, great Chadwick Bozeman. Again, you know, If Bill Street Could Talk, Ray starring Jesse Owens. He was in Lost After Dark, Across the Line. Again, Selma. I mean, so many things. Um, at such a young age, he is 27 years old and doing the big role. So again, Stefan James, um, fine as hell, very talented, and absolutely a nigga you should know. I seriously stand. Yep. Stefan James. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, that's that's the show, y'all. Um definitely hit us up on all the things social media. We are Tinseltown T on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, bye y'all. Bye.